0: Hello, and welcome to the Make Money Mediating Podcast. I'm your host, Susan Guthrie, and I'm an attorney, mediator, trainer, keynote speaker, author, podcaster, social media influencer, technology junkie, consultant, and coach, and although I know that sounds like a lot, but what it really means to me is that I've found a way to make a living doing what I love and doing it in a way that lets me help others. So in this podcast, I want to share some tips and insights into helping you create the career that lights you up and pays your bills, whether that's as a mediator, attorney, collaborative professional, or really anything that you are passionate about. So I'll be chatting with some of the most successful and influential experts in all areas associated with building your practice, and I'll share my own thoughts and the lessons I've learned along the way. So come along on the journey with us, and soon you'll have a practice that will let you make money mediating too. Hello listeners, it's Susan Guthrie, your host, and in this week's episode of Make Money Mediating, we're going to be talking about something that you probably already have some awareness of, but you may not have heard it spoken about as social proof. So maybe or maybe not, have you heard that term? But it's actually been around for a while. It was coined by Robert Cialdini in his 1984 book called Influence, Science, and Practice. And really what he's talking about here is a the psychological and social phenomenon wherein people copy the actions of others in choosing how to behave in a given situation. Okay, that's a nice technical definition. What we're really talking about that we see in practice today and what we're going to talk about here as a way to aid your practice building is the fact that social proof, basically other people saying that, for example, you are the mediator to hire is the call to action for others to hire you, right? So for where people are looking for who to hire, how to behave in a given situation, the testimonials and words of others as to the experience, the positive the experience that they had with you would give them the impetus to choose you as their mediator. Right, So it's really the power of testimonials and positive proof of your viability as being their best choice as a mediator. And this is actually a really important aspect of helping you to establish credibility and attract more clients to your practice. And importantly, it doesn't cost you a lot of money right? Testimonials and that feedback from others is something that you can amplify, but that hopefully costs you little to nothing to get. So we're going to talk about some of the examples of social proof that you can get in the mediation context, and those include the client testimonials, but there are other things like industry awards, media mentions. Many uh, mediators are being quoted in stories about the Ukrainian conflict and the viability of mediation to bring about an end to that war. Mediators or other dispute resolution professionals are giving opinions or writing articles on a variety of different topics to our field. Well, the very act of being published is something that lends credibility. The same with industry awards, right? These are those things that you were the choice as to receive an award within the industry. So you see these all the time. I've been seeing a spate lately of super lawyers and other um, industry awards that are given out to attorneys, well, the, the same thing applies in the world of dispute resolution. I know that as we go into conference season, the American Bar Association section of dispute resolution, which you all know is very near and dear to my heart as I'm the vice chair of that section, but one of the things that we do are give out awards at that conference. Um, And so the recipients of those awards are selected because they have a great deal of credibility and expertise in the field. So, and then the low-hanging fruit, I shouldn't say so. Then there's the low-hanging fruit. And I think that that is really the testimonials because as you work with people, you have the ability to provide them the best possible experience and to get from them feedback on that experience, hopefully in the form of positive statements about your performance. So statistics on the impact of social proof for business success example, there was actually a study done not long ago by Bright Local that found, get this number, this percentage, 84% of consumers trust online reviews as much as personal recommendations from family and friends. So we're used to people maybe referring us if we provided services to someone in their family or one of their friends or to a colleague. But online reviews, things that people see online... Whether it's from a complete stranger or someone they know, 84% of people trust that social proof, right? So that's where it becomes very important to have this social proof, to have these testimonials, this evidence of your awards and your media mentions prominently displayed and easily searchable in an online format, And just think about this for a minute. Just the other day, I was online and I think I was on Open Table, right? The the online platform that you can make restaurant reservations in different cities. And I was looking for a nice place to have dinner. And I found a restaurant. It looked pretty in the picture. I liked the name of the restaurant. It was in the neighborhood I wanted to go to. And as I was scrolling through, the very first thing that I noticed after all of that was that it only had three stars. And most of the restaurants that I was scrolling through had four or more stars. And so I started to think, well, goodness, there are all these other options that have more than four stars. Why would I go with a three star? And frankly, I didn't choose that restaurant, although I might have without the social proof. So right there, think about the times where you've been on Yelp looking for a place to get your nails done or checking out a place to get your car fixed and you go to next door and ask your neighbors or a dentist. All of these things are areas where we start to look to other people's experiences and they're, they're relating to the world at large what that experience was to make our decisions. So this is a really important way that you can use social proof to help differentiate yourself from your competitors and build trust with potential clients by showing that you have a track record of success and happy clients or clients who were very satisfied and found working with you to be a positive experience. So I I know the elephant in the room here is the utter embarrassment that most professionals feel asking people to say nice things to them about their services. It is difficult to say to people, please say something nice about me and let me post that on my website or somewhere else. So let's talk about the best way to do that. The best time to ask for a testimonial, and you will need to ask in most cases, the best time is usually after a successful successful mediation process. After you have finished one, it has gone well, people seem satisfied with the results, or at the end of a project that you've done for them, or here's a tip from our friend Ronnie Deaver of Noble Marketing, after you've provided them with a consultation Even if that consultation was for free, you have provided a service of value to them and you can ask them for a testimonial. You want to frame your request by explaining why it's important, what you're looking for, how you're going to use that, and be sure to thank them in advance for their time. You are asking them to spend some time to give you that feedback, to give you that testimonial. Now, realize you don't need a long dissertation from people. Really, what you need are a couple of sentences that are written from the positive of, you know, that they had a positive experience and maybe a bullet point or two about what made it positive or what stood out, what you did well. That is very important important that they tell what their experience was like in working with you. So some of the questions I would put into a testimonial request might be, please share what your experience was like working with me. How did I help you? And would you recommend me to others? A very powerful phrase in a testimonial is, I highly recommend Susan to anyone looking for a great mediator. Very powerful statement. But you want to make this as easy for them as possible. Some people will even supply a draft of a testimonial or one that they've received from someone else just to give them inspiration or an idea of what would be helpful to you. And again, be sure to thank them in advance for their time. And you will wanna send these out after that mediation. So I just was speaking with a colleague today who said, after a mediation, she always follows up after the mediation, I'm so glad that we were able to resolve your matter. It was a delight to be working with you all. If there's any way that I can be helpful to you in the future, etc., cetera, et cetera. What she did not ask for in that email was that feedback, was that social proof, was that testimonial. And in our discussion, we talked about it. This was actually the genesis of this podcast episode. And we talked about why that she wasn't asking for a testimonial. And she indicated after we had the conversation, much as I am having with you right now, that she will be adding in that paragraph into that follow-up letter. So if you are already sending out that letter, which is a very good practice, then that is a wonderful way, a place to add in the request for the testimonial. In addition, there's... There's technology out there that can help you with this. So a new app that has just come out, I'm going to have um, somebody on soon to be talking about the app itself. It's called Peacemaker. You can go check it out now. For those of you who are interested, peacemaker.legal. But Peacemaker is an app tool for mediators that makes your mediation process following of offers, the transfer and recording of offers, risk analysis, communication within an online or in-person mediation, all much easier because it's all done within a, a confidential and encrypted apps so you're able to exchange that information. There's a lot of different things, as I said, we'll talk about it on another um, podcast episode, but a lot of different things that are very helpful to a mediator in practice that will ring a lot of bells and whistles for clients who will be impressed with it. But one of the things that it also has is that at the end of a mediation, A poll, a quick poll will pop up asking for a star review, how many, you know, how did your mediator do and get a very quick and easy way for people, even if it's just four stars, five stars, two stars, one star, that type of information is compelling. Susan has a hundred star reviews. Even if there's no other words than that, the five stars and the number of reviews can be very helpful. So that's one technology where it's built right in there. There are also technologies out there that can automate the follow-up for you, the automated emails, and ask for your reviews afterwards, your reviews and testimonials. So you can get access to those online, and there's a lot of different ways to go about that. You can also, I'll put those in the show notes. So for anyone who's interested in checking out one of those apps, I'll put the, that technology in the show notes. But Another way to do it is are you sending out a survey to people after your mediations to find out what you did well, but what you could do better? That's another thing that I often recommend, right? How do we make what we do or do what we do better for our clients if we never ask them what we could do better? But right within that, you could also ask them to leave a testimonial. So once you have those testimonials or the other social proof, you've received an award, you've been mentioned in the media, you've been, you've been published an article or other, you've appeared on the news, where are you going to put that out there so that it's available online, it's searchable? Well, certainly, we're going to want to feature those on your website, right, and all your marketing materials they have a huge amount of power, 84% of people trust them. Right, So, so you are going to want them prominently displayed on your homepage, you can have a separate testimonials page, you can include them in your email newsletters, you know, recently heard from some from, you know, some recent clients in the last month and you can post them on your social media. I'm so grateful when a client takes the time to share their positive experience of working with me. Very, very powerful. And one of the things you know I'm always talking about, doing work once and reusing it over and over again, well, you know you can create the social media posts and then just embed the social media media feed or a testimonial feed right on your website so when you post it on your social media, it immediately goes onto your website as well. That's done with something called a widget, or just by some, I think WordPress and a few others allow you to directly link to your social media feed. So always make life easier for yourself where you can. When you are out there and you're creating those social media graphics with quotes from your testimonials, you can also link to the reviews page on your website. Right? You wanna see more, go to this page on my website. Make sure that you are making them as easy for people to find as possible. So anything that you're sending out and you have positive comments, again, they don't have to be long. They can even be five stars, right? Preponderance of five-star reviews. But there are a few do's and don'ts to this. I do want to make sure that we, we talk a little bit about some of the don'ts because this can get you in a little trouble. Before you use a testimonial from someone, get, get permission from those clients before sharing their feedback. Don't edit their testimonials. They may give you 15 pages of testimonial and you're gonna pare it down to just those few sentences. You wanna make sure you're still being truthful in the information that you put out there. You want to check in with the client that if you are sharing their feedback, is it okay to use their name? Can you use their first name only? Can you use their location? Can you use their first name and initial? Should it be anonymous? Can you use their picture if you can use their name? Some people very well may want to be linked if you link back to their website or something like that. But make sure you check in with them and be authentic and transparent with people about how you're going to use their testimonial or their words. So another way that you can use them is we know that some people have worries or objections to the mediation process at that time. They're worried it's, they're not going to feel secure. They're not going to feel supported because they may be pro se. They may feel that it's litigation light. So if you have a testimonial that addresses that particular issue, that's a great way to use someone else's words, not yours, but to use social proof to make your point. A common one is clients are worried about the cost of mediation. So a testimonial that talks about how much money they saved or how you helped them to save money by keeping them out of court and helping them through the mediation process would be a wonderful testimonial to have to deal with maybe that frequently asked question about isn't mediation going to end up being just as costly as litigation? So there are a lot of reasons why social proof, although Cialdini came up with this in 1984, as we have become a more and more visual and online world, that social proof online has become a truly critical mass for any successful practice. And that includes those of us who are mediators, dispute resolution professionals, lawyers, etc. And it's not just Google reviews, etc. If you're an outward facing working with consumers, working with, say, like I do with the divorcing public, then Google reviews and things like that are, are compelling for some people. But when you are working for referrals or getting cases from other professionals, testimonials and the other kinds of social proof, such as awards, media mentions, et cetera, those are all going to have a great deal of impact. You also have more control over testimonials than you do with something, say, like Google reviews. Now, for those of you who are very interested in Google reviews, want more information on that, I mentioned Ronnie Deaver of Noble Marketing. He has a great two-part episode on this podcast that you can go back and listen to. Part one is all about Google reviews and the best way to get them and use them. But what I'm talking about here is takes a little more work. It's gonna be you actively seeking out some positive feedback from your clients and then reusing that feedback in a multitude of different ways to get it out there for that social proof, to help build that trust and establish yourself as an expert. So as you start implementing your social proof and testimonials, identify the clients. You probably already have a list that you can go out and ask for right now. Think back to some clients recent or maybe even further back that you might reach out to right now. I'm trying to you know, build up my website, create additional social media, whatever that might be, and I was wondering if you might share a short testimonial about your experience working with me. You do not have to start now going forward. You can look back. Create a short but warm outreach email or letter and get in contact with people and start asking them. You also are going to want to start, as those come in, start getting them on your website. And again, get them out on your social media and other channels. This is going to be something that although yes, it's gonna take a little effort, it's really a lower effort way to, to really build that trust and it's extremely low cost. So I highly encourage you to jump on the social proof bandwagon, reach out for those testimonials, follow Cialdini's. It's a great book, by the way, anybody who hasn't read it yet, I highly recommend you go out and read his book. Um, Again, link in the show note, but definitely get on the social proof bandwagon. You're gonna find it a wonderful way to start building your practice so that you can make money mediating too. Thanks for listening in on this episode of the Make Money Mediating Podcast. I hope you got some great insights and tips on creating your dream practice. Join us every week on Thursdays for a new episode. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. And if you're enjoying the podcast, here's a shameless ask please consider giving it a five-star rating and tell us in a review what you find most helpful. It's honestly the best way for others to find the show so that they can make money mediating too. I'll see you next week.